previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. Odessa Minette are gone. Andromeda almost died. She is out of spells. I've been thinking about what to do this whole time, and I still haven't come up with anything great. And he's going to smash down Hammer Time. Hammer Time! Uh, no, I said a couple things are going to happen, so it does. He is looking pretty singed right now. <laughs> I'm so sexy now! <laughs> Gotta get that fool out of here. It's like, I'll just have uh, the middle one, it's fine. Deal the killing blow, you see him start to crumple up into this very tight ball and collapse in on himself more and more and more. And then you hear that buzzing, a similar buzzing of Braxis that you heard earlier, and it starts to glow, a blue glow, and explodes. Hello, world travelers. This is Dustin the Dungeon Master here, aka Game Dad, wishing you a happy holiday as I we will not be talking again till January 1st. We have a big announcement that we'd like to make, and I have it in the form of a pre-recorded audio that I will be inserting into this podcast right after I finish speaking. We hope you listen to it and we hope you join in and we appreciate you all. You all make it the holidays every day to us, and we couldn't do this without you. I will go ahead and play this, and we'll go right into the episode after that. Hi, we're the creators of the Fantastic Worlds podcast. Our show takes a group of friends with overactive imaginations and brings them together to play Pathfinder, a fantasy role-playing game that turns dice rolls into action. We strive to create an actual play podcast focusing on story first, math second. The characters are nuanced. Their relationships are complex, and the stakes are high as they travel lands unknown and conquer mighty foes. We endeavor to create and engage a fantastic community, weaving a story that is not driven only by the written page, but the improvised ingenuity of its cast of characters and the luck of their dice rolls. We've been doing FWP for a little over a year now, and we're ready to expand. But with that comes some growing pains. In order to improve our quality, create more content, and widen our scope, we need your help. Crafting stories is a passion for us. We do this because we want to create something compelling for all you listeners out there. But as with any labor of love, a lot of time and effort goes into making it. We're launching our Patreon, and we're hoping you're ready to get a hand on the FWP ball. Anything you're able to give us is an immense help. We put a lot into the show, from writing content to editing to all of the paid services that help us produce it. With our Patreon launch, we're hoping to cover those bases so we can start reaching even further, creating even more content. If you're familiar with Patreon, you'll be familiar with donation levels. Ours is a little fun. They're all named after courses in a 12-course meal. And we have incentives at each of those levels, from naming an NPC to having a game GM'd by one of the cast and more. Not to mention one of our biggest goals, starting a second game using Pathfinders 2E. We're already working on getting that started, and it will be Patreon exclusive, so don't miss out. Visit fantasticworlds.cash to become a supporter today. If you can't afford to donate, 
We completely understand. The world isn't at its most prosperous right now, and we know everyone has bills to pay, and that comes first. But if you can manage it, we would be so, so honored to have your support. So, from the whole Fantastic Worlds podcast crew, thank Thank you. you. Let me go ahead and introduce the episode. Episode 64, Alas, Poor Grandma. Everybody close your eyes, take a deep breath, Mm. and release. (sighs) I have a feeling that's how Andromeda sleeps. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't know because we haven't slept yet since we met her. Yeah, we gotta sleep. Oh yeah, no kidding. Has been pell mell. That's that's been so fucking crazy. I'm I'm remembering the last couple. I think the last two or three recordings. Dustin, you've been. How are you guys feeling? Tired, tired. Our bodies have been in constant combat. Mm-hmm. since we've entered well one since we've come to irison <laughs> um and I two since we came into died. the force it's just been one <laughs> we couldn't even our plan was to go around the fucking partiers and that uh-huh. didn't even happen that's my bad that is my bad <laughs> that well, she's is fully new, my bad <laughs> so that was me and abby are like oh yeah we're not walking into that mess like gonna ha- fucking t- what are we stupid <laughs> I just wanted to see, okay? Go on, Dustin. <laughs> so the fun thing about that one is it says in the book that if you somehow sneak past the Bakke, they're servants of the last Don Piper. So they would have come and joined that battle if you had not taken care of them there. So, hey! Yeah, I- <laughs> hey! So- hey! Thanks, Jess. <laughs> 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 Unwittingly really saving the day. <laughs> I took one for the team, unwittingly. Actually, you sure did take one I for literally, the team. <laughs> literally during that fight. Died. It's just still going. It's still, still going. We have just Remember been Remember that I'm shielding you. For, for like four hours. I, so right from the morning, we went in. Dustin said it was midday. So we've been fighting, mm-hmm. sneaking, which that's got to be... You know, <gasps> labor intensive, you know, moving your body, being tense, you know, going around every little twig for four hours straight. I four always talk about this when hours. I'm playing video games. When you're crouching and then your character runs, I'm like, that is hell on your thighs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine? I can't even how- pick up my wallet when it falls. I'm like, oh, my own body. <laughs> some, some whippersnapper, come help this elderly person pick up its wallet. Imagine how sexy all of our characters' thighs are. <laughs> I mean, so, so strong. We've all got great legs. I'm imagining, like, mostly we're just, you know, we're pretty toned because we're running around adventuring, but then our thighs are just, like, absolutely just, <laughs> just muscle-bound. We're just, just stone. super swole. I'm going to draw yes. a picture, a bad cartoon. <laughs> we have very swole thighs. <laughs> we have like Hercules thighs. You look like insect thighs. Like, <laughs> <sighs> oh lordy, it's getting warm under this uh, under this blanket now. Fucking <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. stupid. <laughs> I'm goofy uh, this morning. Pippa seems to be getting in these uh, sc- scenarios in which things explode or fall on her. Oh sure, yeah. Well, you know. She's a sorcerer. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a sorcerer? That's kind of what happens when you're an adventuring sorcerer, I guess. St- stuff tends to explode on you. I was just about to say I would agree heartily. <laughs> <laughs> Usually yeah. I was the one who was targeted for those for such things. 
And now we have a very beefy looking druid fighter and I'm sort of a martial class. So even, you know, even more than normal <laughs> with only three of us, uh, you're going to get targeted when you're squishy I'm the, sorcerer. I'm the tiny squishy sorcerer rogue, two classes known for their durability and general toughness. <laughs> Angel, I, th- I, I think one of the downsides with having the Braxis so beefy is people quickly realize, I can't hit this mofo, mm-hmm, and then yeah. they move to the softies. That's okay. I'm not too Which worried about it. It's technically me, actually. <laughs> I, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I took a second level of Rogue was so that I would get evasion, so. Yeah. Plus it makes them I'm, burn I'm, movement. I'm going to be okay, I think. As I long hope. as you pass your reflex saves. Actually, even if I don't pass, I still get I half. only take half. So that's what evasion is. Rogues have some cool shit going on. I've always yeah. said it. That's only with explosions, though. That, oh, no, no. That <sighs> works with two with trees falling. Yeah. Works with everything. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's that works right. with all the stuff. For some reason, I was thinking it was magic spells only. No, no, of course. It's, nope. It's, yeah. No, but no damage taken. If on a successful reflex save, then I only get half if I, if I save it. If I don't save it. So. Well, speaking of reflex save. Do your worst, Dustin. Well, roll me your reflex save first here. <laughs> Okay, that's a 17. So you do not take any damage. You have evaded the explosion. Because I'm the amazing Pippa. The amazing (laughs) Pippa flying through the air, ducking, dodging, and weaving all icy bullshit thrown her way. Looking at the stats of this spell, which is called Icy Destruction, it is a 10-foot radius. So it also means that... Nasina and the two uh, air elementals also have to roll. Let's see. This is a reflex? Yeah. Let's see. They're made of wind. Plus six. (laughs) Yeah. I should blow it back. (laughs) All right. Here we go. There's one. There's two. Oh, Jesus. Oh, dang. The first one failed. The second one's going to take half damage. So the damage for icy destruction is. So Nazina took half damage too? Yeah. Nice. I don't know if I have enough D6s for all this. See, this is where Horatio's dumbassery comes in, because <laughs> she's probably like, boom! <laughs> so, let's roll some damage. Do I have enough D6s? Pathfinder yes, is fun and complex. <laughs> so, the first damage is slashing damage, and that is 12 points of slashing damage. So, six for Nazina. <gasps> I have nine points of frost damage. So for those who are taking half, that is five points. The top elemental's gone then. Boom. And it is now Nazina's turn. Oh, right, sure. She's going to take an attack of opportunity from basically Pippa, Abraxas, and that air elemental. Get to a point where she can fly above all of you guys. So Okay. I called her bullshit. Yeah, you did. I'm like, she's going to go up. That's why I was there. Yeah. And I wanted to make her think about movement. That's why I surrounded her with elementals. She's playing right into my hands with that elemental right there. It is 12 for the elemental right there. That's a miss. Uh, 23 for me. That is a miss as well. I'm going to magic missile her. Okay. I'm just going to whip around from all my fancy dodging around Horatio's icicles. Roll damage. Uh, Six points. All right. You see a storm cloud similar Pippa to your thunderous cloud, only more icy. Mm-hmm. And you just see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger and surround all three of you. A storm of ice sheets come down and attack you all. And you will all 
there is no reflex save for this. <laughs> As cool. you all cool. take three dice six of bludgeoning damage, which is nine points of damage, and then two dice six of cold damage, which is another eight points of damage. How's Pippa doing? I mean, she's not loving it. She's a little bloodied, but uh, she's still feeling pretty good off of her deal with the devil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that she made. Her two deals with the devil. Oh, that elemental's done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. The second one is with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. She <laughs> ah, eliminated those elementals. Short made short work of them. Get, get them out of there. And it is now Andromeda's turn. I'm going to move my spiritual weapon to Nazina. And I'm going to attack six, so 25. 25 hits? Yes. And that's going to be eight points of damage. Ow. And then I am going to cast... I'm going to cast Cure Moderate Wounds on Pippa. Oh, thanks. Too bad it didn't work both ways. You cast Cure Moderate Wounds on yourself and it heals Pippa for her. I know. If yep. only it also shielded me. <laughs> <laughs> it's shield other, not shield thyself. So yeah, how are uh, you doing there? Uh, I'm at like 38 out of 58 or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, then you're doing much better than me, even with taking yeah. half my damage. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I have more Ooh. hit points, so that's why I did this. <laughs> okay. Exactly why I did this. Um, so how many am I getting back? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Seven plus. Six, so you're gonna get 17 hit points back. Woohoo! Thank you. You're that welcome. that is very nice. That is very <laughs> nice indeed. That's like all the damage I've given to her. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That will end my turn. All right, Abraxas, you're up. All right, Abraxas drops the warhammer. Woo! Boom! And shoots straight <laughs> up, straight up, and tackles Nazina and grabbing everywhere he can with his claws. He's going to dig in his claws the best he can. You know how when um, a dog's happy to see you and jumps on you, you're like, oh my god, get off. And it seems like they're just everywhere when you have a big dog. Uh, that <laughs> resonates with anybody. But, That's awesome. <laughs> yes. But not in a cute, cool way where you're like, yay, puppy. <laughs> it's more like, oh my god. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hair everywhere, so face, gross. eyes. He's snarling. He's holding on for dear life. And that's how I did it. Chomp. Hey, girl. (laughs) Just a werewolf here. How's it going? You like uh, like the weather up here? She licks your face. No, just kidding. (laughs) Ew. Witch germs have got cooties. Pippa, you're back up. Get us both if you can. You know it's okay. Get her. Don't hold back. She's grappled. Her AC is down. Yeah, no, I think that's what's going to have to be what's going to happen. I'm going to aggressive thundercloud both of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Abraxas. No, you know who's good I Don't know, he's, he's so ride or die, and I appreciate that. A crackling spherical storm just emanates from Pippa and flies up to where Abraxas and Dezina are grappled together. My uh, reflex safe there, Pippa. You have to beat a 17? I definitely do not get beat a 17. I don't think I can either at this point. Nope, not yeah. with uh, my three. So six oh, for me. No. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm so sorry, Abraxas. Nope. 
He looked you straight in the eye and he told you not to hold back. I remember he used to tell that to Odessa all the time too, to take the shot. If you need to take the shot, take the shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Desperate times. Okay, so neither of you made it, which means uh, you each get 3d6 of electrical damage. I'll just take a bite out of her while I'm up there to restore some health. <laughs> I want you to do that so badly. Please, oh, please do that. <laughs> just give a little package to Okay, it deals 3d6 points. Now you're eating people alive? (laughs) (laughs) Things are getting dark here. (laughs) This is some darkest timeline stuff right now. Yeah, are we going to go evil? (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is the darkest timeline for Pippa, Praxis, Andromeda. (laughs) Yep. Okay, that's 13 points. Oh, ow. You see the lightning hit the body, the body turns black, and then... You see the skeletons, and then it goes back to normal. <laughs> I'm sorry, Braxis. <laughs> like, it, it is now Nanzina's turn. What is Nanzina going to do? The grapple character who attempts to cast a spell must make a concentration check. DC 10 plus the grandfather's CMB, which what was your CMB? 11. Yeah, don't, uh, don't hurt yourself. Try it. You know, don't, uh, don't strain anything. The coincidence of you saying that, I was literally listening to Don't Hurt Yourself. <laughs> Just on the same wavelength, Jess. <laughs> so I needed a 20, I needed to get a 22 to beat it, and I got a 23. Oh. Well, I get to bite you because you're testing the well and grappling. Yeah, still an attack mm-hmm. of opportunity. Go for it. Hate that me. little attack of opportunities. I will, and that will cause another concentration check as I'm Hit eating that 23. you alive. Hit that 23. That's what she has right now. We'll cause a concentration check if you deal damage. That is a 17. 17 plus 7 is a 24. That's exactly what you needed. Yes! Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Our weird dancing was what made it really oh, work. Oh, thank goodness. I know. I was like, okay, where's my... <laughs> it's, the, it's the fingers crossed chair dance, and it works every time. <laughs> I'm start doing this all the time. That's eight <laughs> points of damage. Okay, so let me roll that concentration. Very nice angle. Oh, I get to feel <laughs> some yumminess. I take a big bite anywhere I can. Yeah, there's a big chunk out of her shoulder I'm right now. I'm just chewing right in front of her, like crunch, crunch. Oh, wait, no, I don't roll a d12. I roll a d20. <laughs> yeah, she passed that. Oh, she needs to do a DC of Fortitude's 15. Yikes. He has to kill her now. He doesn't let anything live once he bites it. Ooh. Fortitude 15, otherwise she has Curse of Lycanthropy. <laughs> yeah! DC 15, uh, Fortitude. I love it when Angel starts biting N- 19 plus 7, oh, okay. so oh, that's fine. He's, he's okay with people passing that one. But he doesn't know that, so he has to take her down. Angel, you know this spell when it hits. All of a sudden, all this gold glitter just explodes everywhere around each her and you, and I need you to roll me a will save. Plus 11, so that's uh, 28. One of my favorites. Okay, you both are not blinded because you both passed your will save, but there was a chance for blindness. Mm. So, uh, and that ends her turn. That was real pretty to Zena. Thank you, I try. Uh, Andromeda, you're up. Resorting to the desperate tricks. 
I love it when you do stuff that's kind of weird. <laughs> also, Abraxas just took a chunk out of a person, so that was kind of weird. <laughs> the blood's just all dripping down. It was pretty down. weird. That was kind of the weirdest thing that has happened so far. I'm flying over. As I fly past Abraxas, I'm just like raising my mace behind my my right ear and gleefully swinging it really hard towards the beam. Okay. Roll on attack. Like a psychopath. Love it. Okay, that's a 19 on the die, which is going to be a 25. That's a definite hit. And she gets seven points of damage. Ow, she's looking pretty weak. Whittling it down. And then here comes my spiritual weapon. Yeah, 16 works. So 16 plus my charisma. Charisma plus melee. That's going to be... Yeah, that's a hit as well. Yes! Oh! Uh, but she only takes five points of damage. God, I wish it threatened squares so it could flank with me. That would have been tight. Would have been. It's okay. You definitely did a little damage. It's good. Chipping away. Good stuff. Chipping away at it. It is now Abraxas' turn. <laughs> First thing Abraxas is you must maintain the grapple. That's 11. Don't mind if I do. That would be... Sixteen. Uh, so it's twenty-seven. Me the grapple. What would you like to do? I'm going to bite the ever-living snot out of them. Okay. Um, so you're going for the nose then? Yep. Oh, that's twenty on the dice. Oh. Let me confirm. I hope. No, that's a five on the dice. Oh man, that was a close one. Ten points of damage. As you bite down, the body just goes limp in your arms, and she dies. I squeeze my jaws over her throat, and I just keep constricting until I hear a snap. Yeah, and her head just hangs there. Loose like a bobblehead. Wow. <laughs> that went to some dark places with this particular fight. I'm going to descend really slowly, just still shaking and just eating. Careful not to, if there's any jewelry, not to, to disturb it or eat it. But I'm definitely snacking on the way down. Your jaw just around her neck and just kind rotating. of twirling down, <laughs> rotating down. Oh my. Wow. We're oh. all in a very dark place. I'm literally she, like wreathed in shadows and Pippa is like blood red eyes with <laughs> blood running down her arm. And I'm all, pu- yeah. oh, my hair's all puffy from the electricity attack. Like, full on like, <laughs> yeah. Just- <laughs> so there's that too. Where, I mean, Pippa's gonna float down to the ground too, and I think come up behind Abraxas and set and uh, ask him. Um, I'm so. Are you all right? Do you uh? Are you good there? Or do you want my? I've got a healing potion. I'll, uh, I'll just leave you here. No, I'll get myself snack. a snack. No, that was a good. Always take the shot. This thing. We can't play around when it comes to these witches, Pippa. No, take the shot if you have the shot. I. I'll let you know if I'm, I'm near my limit or it might be dangerous, but uh, I, I could shrug on, shrug off. I could shrug off a few hits. Okay, I think I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'm gonna leave the body here. I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna get me over here with the wand. Uh, I'll let you do your thing with the body, and I think, are you? He comes down. He's like, are you? Are you okay? He didn't. Did you take any serious hits? You look 
think you look all right. Pippa pauses and she's... <laughs> the the weight of what she did in order to help win this fight is starting to hit her. Miraculously, I feel physically more or less in order and I have a feeling it has something to do with uh, is Andromeda still floating? She's she's descending next to you and unwreathing. Like all the shadows are sloughing off of her. And Pippa just makes a gesture towards Andromeda. She's like, so we should be asking her. Oh. Abraxas, roll me a perception. Andromeda does a peace sign and says, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, 22. I also want you to roll me a knowledge nature. That is, wow, a one on the dice, so uh, 12. You look like you don't need a high roll for this. You're looking into Pippa's eyes, and the red in her eyes starts to clear out of the way. And as you look, you see her eyes are not a normal round pupil, but a almost a slit. And you instantly recognize that as the eyes of a crocodile. Pippa, your vision has narrowed significantly, and you can only see about 30 feet in front of you. Is there, like, any accompanying, like, energy loss or, like... No, your vision's just limited. Crocodiles don't have the best vision, but they can focus very intently on small and nearby objects. Pippa immediately, like, closes them and, like, puts her head in her hand. She's like, I'm sorry, I, uh, I guess I'm not feeling as well as I thought. Sad from... I need to... The magics? I need to sit down. Um... Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, he's gonna. I can't see very well right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down. And she just plonks down right where she is next to Zena's body. Andromeda, would you mind uh, very carefully? You can be stealthy, maybe uh, do a quick uh, sweep of the area, maybe just loop around the hut. Could you do that, Andromeda, for us? Of course. And she re-wreathes herself in shadows and goes zipping off like flying around. <laughs> well, she's going, he's going to um, bring out one of his mugs and create um, mountain spring glacial uh, water for you to <laughs> to sip on. <laughs> I wish I had something stronger, but I think we've gone through our... <gasps> oh, he remembers and he goes through Odessa's bag when we did the heist and there's expensive ale and wine in there. Nice. So he he chugs the water himself and pours you um, he doesn't know wine so he just pours you <laughs> something strong. He tip, he tops it off though and hands that to you as uh, um, he gives you a tap of the wand. He doesn't know your hit points of course but he just knows you're uh-huh. out of sorts so yeah he's gonna pour you a big old, big old mug of wine and give you a tap of the wand just he doesn't know what else to do right now. He has a heel check, but he's just kind of, he's just out of sorts. Thanks, Brex. I'm, is there something wrong with my eyes? Can you look? They look very crocodile Her hands <laughs> just start shaking where she's holding the mug, but her voice sounds really calm. Right. Well, I was afraid it might be something like that. Is that not the intention of the spells you cast? You had quite a bit. In retrospect, it was a very predictable side effect. She just kind of sits there and just stares into the mug of whatever reporter and then just like quaffs it. He's used to meditating to kind of sort out his thoughts. So he just assumes that everybody needs that. So uh, he'll just give you a half refill 
you know, just to kind of keep our wits, wits up anyway. You know, he'll give you a little furry pat on the shoulder, a very light tap. And you see him just stand up and he's surveying and smelling, just kind of making sure he wants to decompress and kind of explore more. You see his hesitation, but you know, he's also wanting to make sure we're safe. And another interesting thing happens after you kind of notice all this and, and everything's calming down a little bit. You hear silence. The hut was thrashing around when you first arrived. It is now just standing up and not moving. It doesn't have eyes, but you feel like it's looking at all of you. Shudder. If Andromeda and Abraxas are kind of looking around, I mean, Pippa's going to, especially, is the is the effect still on her eyes? Is that still? Yeah. So what are the effects on my eyesight again? Basically, your vision is narrowed and you only have about 30 feet visibility. However, within okay. that 30 feet visibility, I would say your perception is up by five. Okay, so. but it's very like focused through just kind of like a small. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, crocodiles don't have the best eyesight, but they they have a very limited range, but it's the area they do see is very, like, intense. Okay, so she can still see, like, Nazina's body. Yes. More or less just fine. Yeah, in fact, everything looks a little sparkly. Like, you just, you, you can even pick up maybe some auras of magic through the eyesight. Oh, cool. Um, so with kind of that sort of newfound, uh, I guess, vision, what's... What she got on her? So the first thing is her blade, which is Ember Chill. Um, I'm not going to make Ooh. you guys roll because you guys can, you guys will pass all this stuff. Uh, Ember Chill is a plus one frost sickle with whose cruel blade is crafted entirely of magical ice. The weapon itself is immune to fire damage. It is believed that one of Irison's past queens originally forged Ember Chill, and over the succeeding centuries, tradition has kept this, the weapon in the hands of the White Witches, such as its current wielder, Nazina. A spellcaster can store a single spell of any level with the cold descriptor and a casting time of one standard action in Ember Chill. The wielder can use that stored spell to counterspell any spell with the fire descriptor, provided that the stored cold spell is one level, level one or higher, to target fire spells. But as we've all discussed in past, Counterspell kind of sucks in Pathfinder 1E. It's actually a pretty cool weapon. It's a plus, uh, does 1d6 plus 3 slashing damage and then 1d6 cold damage. The critical is times 2. It also has a tripping ability. So that's Ember Chill. That's pretty sweet. Nice. Wow. Just moving on while you guys think about that is a Hyperboreal Rope. This beautiful robe is fashioned with fine blue silk embroidered with silver thread and trimmed with owl feathers and tiny shards of crystal. This robe grants a plus two resistance bonus on all saving throws. Should probably start wearing a robe instead of the chain shirt that I've got on. You put the robe on just to try it out over your stuff. And as you do, your skin turns frosty and cold to the touch. Anyone who strikes uh, you with an unarmed strike or a touch attack or a natural weapon does takes 1d6 of cold damage. Ooh, good thing she didn't have that active during the fight. She actually did. I just forgot to do it on you. So <laughs> we'll just pretend she forgot. Uh, we were very distracting. You also, she has on her two potions of bark skin, two potions cure moderate wounds, two potions of shield of faith, a wand of ice spears with 10 charges, you find a spell component pouch. Hey, I didn't say couch that time. Uh, a blue quartz tiara worth 500 gold and an ice diamond necklace worth 100 gold. I'm going to take that sickle if y'all don't want it. 
it. <laughs> no, go for it. That's kind of a fun weapon. It is. It does more, yeah. technically can do more damage. Well, we'll see. We'll see. How, it depends how I roll, you know. And also having the trip modifier is a cool little thing to have. That's neat. That is, yeah. Ooh, especially if we get a teamwork feat tandem trip. Oh, oh yeah. You have looted the body. Abraxas is going to take the looted body. That way, I'm picturing Pippa uh, going over it with Andromeda, and he's just going to drag it off to the side to finish healing. Crunch. Before he does that, um, Pippa's going to unclasp the necklace from around her neck <laughs> and put it into one of her pockets. And then she's going to extend the tiara to uh, Andromeda. Ooh, Andromeda gets the starry eyes. Fancy. <laughs> and she picks Fancy it up girl. and she's, she's looking at it. She, I think she wants to wear it, but for now she puts it in her pocket because she's like, I'm going to wear it for special times. <laughs> like, here, you earned this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> As you all, you're celebrating their Andromeda, you hear this voice in your head. It says, child... Take me with you. Her head whips around. You see the skeleton of the, well, what Abrax and Pippa assumed is the white rider. And you hear the voice coming from that skeleton. She starts walking towards it and immediately touches one of the bones. I have not seen you for a long time. I've missed you much. Who are you? I'm your grandmother. My grand... So you know my parents? I do. I just... uh... I'm not sure what's happened to them, but you were you were taken long ago, and I've only been able to protect you from a distance. But now I can come with you. You don't know where they are. No. Maybe we can find that out. How? Can I... Will you help me? Yes, I have protected you your entire life. You were the voice. I always heard. Andromeda reaches up and touches the cheek of the skull. Aww. <laughs> it's kind of probably pretty creepy, but... <laughs> Am I seeing any of this? Are we hearing I any mean, of it? I mean, because I can I with my crocodile eyes? It's within 30 feet, so yeah. <laughs> with my crocodile eyes. What do you see with your crocodile eyes? <laughs> so here's the question I have for Andromeda. Is Andromeda actually talking or is she talking in her head? She's talking out loud. She always has. This is one thing about the voices she's always heard. She's always spoken aloud with them. Uh, Just like she did in the forest earlier when she met you guys, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. You you are my granddaughter, my princess. And you all of a sudden feel the tiara in your pocket kind of move around a little bit and it comes out and it floats up on, gets placed on your head. Andromeda starts crying. (laughs) She just has tears running down her face. Grandma, of course I'll take you with me. And she starts to collect all the bones into a pile and she's like scraping them together. <laughs> she's like, just take my head. You don't need to take everything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And she picks up the skull. Oh, poor grandma. I didn't even know you. And alas, poor grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pippa's slit pupiled crocodile eyes are huge and her jaw is on the floor. <laughs> pieces of which are falling from Abraxas' mouth as he's. Huh? She's having a full Hamlet moment, but you know. <laughs> full on 
Hamlin moment. Pippa's Pippa's jaw becomes unhinged, much like crocodiles. Sure, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, what you? What? Are you talking to that skull? Is it talking to you? She holds it out and and pushes it towards them, like like sort of uh, gesturing with it, like this is my grandmother. She's speaking to me. She told me she's been with me my whole life. I just didn't know it was her. And she looks very excited. <laughs> um, As she's shaking the head around, like the eyeball that was still in there just falls out. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, Andromeda. I, it's been a very stressful day for all of us. I don't know. I mean, I don't. That's probably not your grandmother. No, Do you want to come sit down? I, I think she extends the cup of whatever it is that Abraxas poured for and say like I've got some left it's been a very exhausting day for all of us I've heard I've heard this voice my entire life this is her this is her she's been with me Abraxas tell him that's why I bestowed the tattoo on you yes that's why what she turns the head to look at it and she's like looking (laughs) eye to eye to the Abraxas, what are you doing during this? He's going to kneel really close to you. He's shifting into man form as he's kneeling. <laughs> okay, I know we can't leave this poor child in the snow, but you have... Yeah, especially not now. She's lost it. I... Have we become so accustomed to battle and the savagery of it is maybe... <laughs> uh, hmm. Poor thing. I don't know if it translates well, but it's kind of like a, a moon-addled. Do, you, do your people have that term? <laughs> as far as uh, maybe she's been on her own too long? Okay, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we don't call it. I mean, I like moon-addled for it, but that's, but we, yeah, we have a similar concept. Chaya, tell them that's why you have the tattoo. Oh, yes, right. She turns her head and grandma's head back towards both of them. She's she says she gave me the tattoo. The mark. The mark. Yes? Oh. The skull. <laughs> hmm. Like, oh. Oh, right. I, uh, I forgot about that. I, uh, look, look. And she shows her wrist. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that tattoo. Well, I suppose we got ours from one writer. Must be a, a ability of theirs. You, and you do catch pieces of the skin that are left on the body, and you do see it is a bright white skin similar to that of Andromeda's. And so her spirit's in the skull? Uh, I suppose so. She said to take her skull. I tried to take all of it, but, you know, maybe just the skull is necessary. Right. Well, weirder hmm. stuff's already happened today, I suppose. It's like that John Mulaney <laughs> bit where he's like, you know, this may as well happen today. <laughs> I think that's how Pippa feels about it, to be honest. Because just out of everything that's happened, like, over the past couple days, like, well, of course, yeah, you know, it might as well. You know, and I'd like to point out that, Pippa, you have a thing on your arm that made your eyes into crocodile eyes. <laughs> Abraxas went into a mysterious, perfect nature environment in which he got a jewel that lets him change a role to anything he wants once per day. Yeah, which he still has not discussed with anyone. <laughs> Realistically, yep. Andromeda having a talking grandma skeleton is not all that far off the realm it's, of... <laughs> it's, honestly, it's not even the weirdest thing we collectively have as a party. <laughs> We're a weird bunch. <laughs> 
Well, go ahead and, uh, I guess, situate Grandma in one of your bags, and... I will! Grandma, where would you be most comfortable? Oh, I, I know, try this. I bring out the, the red-dyed wolf, right? Because <laughs> we have furs. <laughs> he brings... Right! Oh, Andromeda, oh, we haven't camped yet, so Andromeda, you see him bring out one of the packs, and he just brings out almost like a stage magician with uh, the Kleenexes that never end, just... <laughs> Fur after fur after fur, bear, weasel, <laughs> a stag hide, um, and then a nice, uh, it looks like it's a wolf uh, dyed red. Yeah, your grandma will be uh, comfortable in this. This is perfect. Oh, thank you so much. Grandma, I'm going to wrap you in this if that's all right. Oh, that would be wonderful. Your uh, wolf friend is such a sweet boy. Oh, she says you're a sweet boy. <laughs> a little blush. <laughs> He's very family oriented, so that's kind of sweet to him. Even though it's weird as hell getting complimented by Ghost Grandma. I love that. Like the, the Braxis is so diverted by the talking school grandma that he's completely forgotten about Baba Yaga's hut right behind yeah. him. Well, if it's silent, once he turns around, he's like, oh my god, that thing's still there. <laughs> oh my god, we've been fighting next to it this whole time. That we have. Now that we have this one taken care of, she gestures at Nazina's body. Hopefully nice and half-eaten. Yeah. Those aristocrats go like, in so smooth. They sure do, don't they? <laughs> Eat nice the rich. Tender. That's what I always Eat say. Eat the rich, yeah. <laughs> Pippa's becoming pretty rich uh, on her own. Well, you know, her whole uh, thing, you know, is the the tide bears us all upwards. So she gets rich, Braxis gets rich, Andromeda gets rich, and then they give lots of money to other people. So everybody gets rich yep. in Pippa's. Sounds like Reaganomics, which I'm <laughs> not into. <laughs> it's trickle-down economics, Dustin, and it makes perfect sense. We make it work. <laughs> we make it work so you don't have to. Oh, gosh. You're right. That's totally what it sounds like, but... <laughs> but I know what you mean. In a much more Robin Hood than Much more Reagan of a Robin kind of Hood way. situation. Much yeah. more a Robin Hood. Where, it, where it actually happens. <laughs> Where it actually works. <laughs> and we don't keep quadrillions anyway. Right. Well, because it's not it's not a trusting the rich to give to to do the trickle down thing. It's us actually doing it. <laughs> it's us actually doing it. Very true and very correct. Because we've eaten the rich and seized the means of production and all of that other stuff. <laughs> yes, Manette And so we are going succeeded. to do a wealth redistribution. Can I have a hero point for Manette? <laughs> <laughs> because she got Pippa there, she did it. You can have all the hero points from Manette. <laughs> Manette's maxed out. <laughs> uh, so, what do you um, all want to do? Andromeda is gonna kiss her grandma's forehead and nestle her in the wolf pelt and slip her into one of the bags, and then she's gonna say, "I'm sorry, Grandma. I wish I could have met you when you were alive." I do too, as well, dearie. I'm glad you'll be with me. Forever. Forever. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> That's not creepy. We're going to have to have a discussion later about how your grandmother is somehow the white rider. But uh, what does that mean? I want to finish what we came to these godforsaken woods to do in the first place. Yes, you're right. We'll talk about it later. Brace yourself, Abraxas, because we're getting in that hut. All right, I could do this. Takes a big, deep breath. 
Okay. Let's go! I got this. Okay, hot. <laughs> Andromeda starts running towards it. No, no, no. Wait. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> As you're approaching, the hut stays still, and you see this giant shackle around both of its legs. You know from the thrashing, it must have put a lot of strain on its legs, because you see an orange blood kind of running down its legs around where the shackles are at. Poor thing, she says, and she starts to, like, run towards the shackle, like she wants to undo it. As you touch the shackle, your snowflake tattoo glows, and you see, like, these strings of light flow out your hand, and the the shackle just busts into a million pieces. And you immediately realize, for some reason, you know what this is. It's what's called a dimensional shackle. So not only was it keeping it shackled to the ground, but it was also keeping it from going to different places, uh, different planes. Uh, And then the moment the shackle is done, the hut lowers down so you can enter. She definitely tells Pippa and Abraxas that she knows what that was now. Curse. Shackle. It was was keeping it in this dimension. Not just here. In this dimension. Oh, God. This thing travels all over the place. On this plane? As far as I know. So you are sitting there in front of the porch, and I have to ask you, so, uh, well, as players, it has been a year to get here. Oh, this has been the big, God. like, point. And for oh my God. for Abraxas and uh, Pippa, it's been a month to get here. And Andromeda, you've been coming here, but you didn't really know why you were coming here. You just knew this was, you were being pulled this direction. So how are you all feeling right now? You're at the hut. You are literally at the door. I think you're, you two are, it's going to be heavier. (laughs) So for Andromeda, she's just having a good old time. She is like sprinting for it. Like this is literally a moment of her dreams. Like this is adventure. This is, she's almost died. She's fought tons of mythical creatures. She's met a princess and a wolf as far as she knows. Oh yeah, still have to (laughs) talk about that at some point. (laughs) <laughs> she's met her dead grandma and finally gotten her skull and has her with her now all this stuff she's just beyond excited she, she's like sprinting inside like i'm so ready <laughs> oh my gosh if trauma is actually running towards the door you don't even get a chance to open the door the moment you get step on the porch you hit this creak and the door just opens up yes no oh. she dives in <laughs> so she's running straight in reckless yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or because, I mean, have have we even got on the porch yet, do you think, Angel? Or are we just still, like, standing in front of the steps leading up to it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're still outside of the fence. She's already running to the shackles and to the door. It's like, she reminds me of my, my nephew who's, like, really athletic. And he just zooms mm-hmm. all over the place. And just by the time you even go, you know, get off of there. He's already off of there because he's moved on to the next thing. For the grown-ups, this is a big moment, though, for Abraxas and Pippa. Oh, well, yeah. His, even though he's been traveling with a group a month, remember, his orders took him from the lands of the Lenorm King, so he was up here, or not too far from here, and it took him weeks upon weeks upon weeks just to get to Taldor. So for him, his adventure started, you know, more than one month but since he met you know the gals it's just i think either some of the weeks probably some of the weeks have flown by i'm trying to picture it like work where you have some weeks where you blink and the weekend's here or it feels 
here on your fifth Monday, or it's just Tuesday and it feels like you've been at work for like a month already. And it's just, there's always been, their adrenaline has either been pumping or they've had these emotional moments or it's, it seemed longer. And I, for Braxis, he didn't think this moment would come. I think he had in his expectation, oh, there's always going to be the next thing, almost like procrastination. Oh, we have to defeat this. We have to defeat this. And now they're at almost at the doorstep and it's oh crap what's that next step you know he's glad to have it's like you know well you know the whole party's not here but he has Pippa by his side and he's already pushing to the back of his mind okay so her she seems surprised by her eyes he just assumed right from the get-go it was part of her magic you know because she does all sorts of cool stuff uh, and he's no stranger to shape-shifting but he huh. still hasn't told her about the gem he feels like they've just been running full speed and just this moment of pause is bringing everything crashing as far as oh my gosh there's like so much to talk about but where to even start and are we even going to get an opportunity because we're in front of spooky hut you know what's what's next what's the next thing that's awaiting for them so and i i really like where Braxis started because when he first heard about the hut he like turned whiter than the white wolf pelt he already was where he already had he was scared of the hut and it's gone from fear to like living with it to like being okay with it to like sitting there in front of it going okay we gotta go in you know kind of thing uh that's a lot of progression for him or yeah such a short amount of time what are you there pippa how you feeling as a player and as a character i mean as a player i am so stoked to finally be here oh my god at last um finally get like our cool trans dimensional house that gets to be our little home base and I can't wait to go explore and see what's in it and then see where it takes us to the next part of the story um I think Pippa's got a little uh, her co- her feelings are a little more complicated than that um especially in the face of I think Andromeda's completely uncomplicated joy um that this gets to be like the next part the next part of her adventure um she doesn't have as many... She also doesn't have as many associations uh, with this hut as Abraxas does. Um, so I think that in some ways it's still a little less complicated for her to be here. I don't know. I think I think in this moment she really misses Minette and Odessa. It's been a rough couple days, but she also feels really relieved that they made it here and then also really frightened of what that means. But she's really grateful that she still has Abraxas and that this new, sweet, weird kid is coming along with them. Ghost grandma. Yeah, with her ghost grandma. Spin-off series. That somehow is the white writer. She has a lot of questions. <laughs> and Chavita and ghost grandma. Coming soon to Yes. What a, what a team. It'll have a Courage of the Cowardly Dog feel. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a mystery-solving team. Oh. Yeah. I love it. And I love that they have this like hut home base from which it's like their mystery van. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> that they sweet. get to go all, they mystery get to go dimension hopping. You have a mystery hut. Yeah. We have our mystery hut and I don't know. I'm so excited about what this is going to take us. Um, so I think in closing, Pippa is going to take a deep breath and look up at Abraxas and reach a hand up towards him. Say like, are you ready for the next chapter? My friend. I think that's all the reassurance. He, he, again, he's moved. 
he's come a long way, but it's still the hut, so that's all he needed for that extra bit of reassurance. And, you know, he gives your hand a squeeze. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. So they just walk up the ramp. As you walk inside, it becomes immediately apparent that the size of this room is bigger than the hut itself. Otherwise, this seems to be a normal, simple cottage. It's bigger than the inside. Yeah, I was like, if I was a real nerd, I would say that. (laughs) I have to say it. Bundles of dried herbs hang from the rafters of this comfortable-looking room, and along the walls are numerous shelves holding a bewildering variety of glass jars, bottles, and vials containing all manners of strange magical components and alchemical ingredients. A massive cauldron sits in the middle of the room. No fire burns under the pot, but the liquid within it bubbles and churns, and white fumes rise and lap over the brim. A large stove, writing desk, and fireplace complete the room, along with a number of crates, barrels, and sacks. A short flight of steps leads up to a set of double doors in the north wall, and a small ladder climbs to a trapdoor in the ceiling in the northeast corner. Two windows flank a door to the south. And that's the door you guys came in at. What would you all like to do? Smell. Sniff around. Without my wand of uh, fairy fire. You smell all kinds of herbs and the cauldron smells good. But yeah, that's pretty much the the roaring fire. You you smell the embers and the burning wood from the fire. Uh, They use kind of, I think, maybe a sandalwood for the firewood. So it gives off a good perfumey smell. On breakfast whispers, I hear the bones countless generations of children or families is buried in the basement. I don't know if this place has a basement, but that's what I heard. (laughs) Well, that's creepifying. I'm not hearing any other voices other than Grandma. (laughs) That's what Andromeda said. Oh, I guess that's... That brings me a little comfort. I'd like to get to round three of Detect Magic, wherein I can detect the strength and location of each aura of types of magic. And if the items or creatures are in line of sight, I can make Knowledge Arcanic skill checks to determine School of Magic, things like that. You see three magical areas that are glowing. There is a glyph over the door that... uh, is a glyph of warding. It's magic. And then at the fireplace, you see a highlighted very small glyph that is a conjuration glyph. And the same thing with the cauldron. The cauldron also borrows with uh, with conjuration. Okay. Do I find anything out with the arcana check? It was a 29. Yeah, basically... The glyph that's on the, the small little glyph on the fireplace, it, it looks like some kind of way to transport to transport around the house, but you need some kind of key to be able to do that, and you don't have that key. The Basically, the glyph of warding above is a blast glyph, um, but you realize as you walk near it that it like glows briefly, and then it shuts off almost as it rec- recognizes your tattoos. So so you are, you are not going to be um, damaged by that. Um, but yeah, that's she that's. Yeah, she mentions all that to Maxis because she's walking around. What were the keys we had? We had keys, right? I mean, not lots. It was a lock of white hair from a frost giant's beard and a plague doctor's mask. Mm-hmm. Pippa is looking around, I guess, for more mundane sorts of traps or 
Oh, that's anything that they need to be concerned about. Um, I got a 20. You notice that the bookcase is actually an opening to a secret door, and behind it is a locked door. Hell yeah. I think there's something back here. Oh god, I hope it's not the larder full of children. I hear that there's one in here. (laughs) (laughs) Abraxas, don't put thoughts like these in my head until they're actually happening. Is what kind, like, locked how? Magically locked? Is it locked with, like, something I could pick? You can pick it. Cool. I'm gonna try to pick it. Roll me a disabled device. I'm gonna cast uh, Fate Revealed on you to give you, um, you could either keep the plus one bonus, or if you discharge it, it gives you a plus four bonus. That's such a cool spell. And it's a really cool spell. So he chants over that little crystal that you had from when he cast it last time. Okay, so with Angel's bonus and my own tra- uh, disabled device bonus, it's a 27. You're messing around with it a little bit, and then you hear a click. Okay, do I notice any like traps or anything that I might find alarming? It is free of traps. Okay, I push the door open. As you push the door open, you all of a sudden get a whack in the face as a broom handle hits you in the face and uh, you've a little bit of blood starts running down your nose. I knew it. It's like Sideshow Bob with the rakes. You see a hunched old crone with a long bird's beak, donkey ears, horns, and stringy black hair. She wears a peasant's dress with a red shawl tied tightly around her wizened head. Her long, scaly bird, talon-like hands wrap around the broom handle as she's shaking. She seems almost surprised as you, uh, as to what she has done. As you look up into her eyes, uh, you see them grow wide. You serve the master. I'm so sorry. I thought you were more of Elvana's witches. And let me show you a picture of what she looks like. I just... Just to say, like, because of the mystery van Scooby-Doo reference we made them before, we made before, I, I really wanted to scream like, "Old Man Johnson!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a. She's so weirdly cute. Red, like a Robin Tengu demon mm-hmm. imp thing. <laughs> Breakfast is just like was Baba Yaga. <laughs> No. You know what Baba you know what Baba Yaga looks like. Well, for the wolves, they call her Mother Wolf because uh, she appeared to the wargs as a wolf. She is a Kikimora. Kikimora. Kakamora. Coconuts. I don't want to reference there. Ah, yeah, I just got it. Kakamora. Oh man, now I have gives a Kakamora memorized. Okay, what's her real name? Kakamora. Kakamora. Kikimora. Kikimora. No, I'm never going to stop saying Kakamora because you. Kakamora. I'm not. Yeah, that's all I'm going to remember. Kikimora. Okay. Kikimora. Kiki's delivery service with a broom. Kikimora. I got it. Uh, Pippa gives a very undignified yelp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that drop brings Abraxas over. Hey, yeah. What's yep. going on? What's going on? Hey. He's kind of trying to usher like behind him. Oh, more masters. And she. She gets down and bows kind of to you. To you. That's not weird. No. I'm not weird or uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, why were you hiding in the closet? And who are you? And what are you doing here? And Abraxas, do we have more of that whiskey? <laughs> yeah, he's already digging, <laughs> digging for it. Pippa backs up into like the living room and just kind of gestures at the Kikimora to come out. Are you some sort of transformed child? No, I... My name is Zor- Zorka. I am I am a servant of Baba Yaga and her and her writers. 
I'm, I'm here to serve. Please, please don't punish me for, for hitting you. Alvana had, had sent her witches through here, trying to make sure there were no dangers, and I was able to hide from them. But I was worried that they were going to find me. Right. Well, I suppose I can overlook it just this once. Are you here to help save Baba Yaga? That is our, <laughs> Poor our <Rosa>. task. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. She gets very excited. Do you know what happened to her? I don't know. I was in the hut, and next thing I know, I was here in in Irison, and she was not. I stay in the hut. It is my home. Are you alone? Is there someone else around? I, th- I think everybody left. I, I know uh, Elvana came through here with her witches, uh, and they just were here to make sure that there was no way the hut, hut could travel. They nullified all the keys and she points to the wall and there's a wall there's like a spot where there's these what you assume are keys mm-hmm. and you know the writer had taken the black writer had taken two and remember he slid his throat to re-energize the keys oh, uh so right. so elvana has removed the power from all those keys except for the two you have does she have a key did she keep one for herself i i don't have a key elvana took them all I hope. No, did Elvana keep a key for herself? No, she just she just kept them all, made them all from not working. So she can't get in here. Well, I mean, she's pretty powerful. She probably can come in if she wants. But she's mentioned something about portals and having to work to summon them. So I, she left after she went through here. Did she mention anything else while she was in here? No, I, I, I was hidden away for the most part, so I could only hear bits and pieces. Well, I say first things first, we need to get out of here. How do we move this thing? Well, the cauldron, I need to prepare. You have keys? Yeah, we have keys. Yeah. Yeah, move this thing out of here. It will take me some time. Why don't you uh, f- explore your home? Ha- sure. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> he said he whispers it so not to offend the thing. He's like, this is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, what a lovely home it is. <laughs> Truly, you've done so well to maintain this lovely abode. You see this, bl- her cheeks blush a little bit. And she's like, thank you, thank you. And then she starts running around. She's like, <laughs> he gives Pippa a wink. Like, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, pretty good, huh? <laughs> she, like, she's like, she smiles and nods at him like, that's very polite. Well done. <laughs> you uh, see her start to run around and like she's throwing different herbs and stuff into the cauldron. And she's like, I will prepare. It, it will take a while, though. Did she say what she was? Uh, like, she did not. Okay. A house elf. I was going to ask her, and then I realized she didn't say it. <laughs> Sorka. <laughs> a house elf, yes, absolutely. If you wanted to roll like a knowledge nature, or I guess a knowledge nature would make sense, or a knowledge local. No, I she's not you. that polite. She's just going to ask, Zorka, what are you? My people are called Kikimoras. Oh, how very interesting. Yes. And uh, what are you? Uh, I am a human. Most human skin are not as white as yours. Well, really? And she looks at Pippa and Araxes. <laughs> Is that true? I haven't traveled extensively up here, but I, I will say you are certainly on the paler end of people I've been. So what would you like, like to do? You see Zorka starting to run around and like excitedly preparing the cauldron. Let us know when you're done. And uh, Pippa, you know, wanders through the door that she found Zorka in. Tall bookcases stretch from floor to ceiling in this chamber, flanking a row of tables standing in the center aisle. Numerous books are strewn upon the tables, along with blotters, vials of ink, 
sheets of velium and abundant quills. A fire burns merrily in the in a fireplace built into the eastern wall. Pippa, you feel magic running through this room, and I think anybody that enters it, you feel a little bit smarter just being in the room, and that's because any knowledge checks made within the library gives you a plus four circumstance bonus. Oh, that's awesome. In addition, you see a pair of spectacles sitting atop one of the reading tables. In addition, a large book stands next to it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go idly thumb through that book. Uh, what you realize is it's kind of like an index of all the books in this room. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. It's the card catalog. It is. Handy. Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> when you're in there and you're detecting magic, you notice that the room is glowing with magic. And you also notice the spectacles are glowing with magic. And the book itself. Interesting. I want to check. Okay. Uh, the spectacles. Spectacles of speed reading. I am, of course, putting them on the minute I see them as well. <laughs> Naturally. They are spectacles of understanding. When worn, these innocent-looking spectacles convert any written language to one known by the wearer as the Comprehend Languages spell. The glasses are also good at detecting falsified documents, granting their wearer a plus five bonus to linguistic checks to identify forgeries and the ability to make such checks untrained. That's awesome. That is pretty sweet. That is very cool. And that's pretty much everything going on in the library. Look for cookbooks. There are (laughs) a ton of cookbooks. Including one, Cauldron Quick Recipes for Children. Oh. Oh, wait, for children? Like to feed children or to be fed children? children. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's for children and you look at it and quickly realize it's actually to cook children. I knew it. It's like... Again, The Simpsons, like when they have the book, you know, delicious Eat recipes. It. Yeah, for humans. I throw it into the fire. Fireplace. As you throw it into the oh, fire, proof. it starts to disintegrate, and then you notice it peers back into its spot. Nasty. It was setting like eating children. Right. We're never touching that again. I don't know. Uh, that's the library. I kind of want to check out the rest of the hut, so. Okay. I'm going to go up those steps. Okay. Do we all go together, or are you two staying in the library? I'm sticking next to. He's basically following you. He doesn't want any okay. <laughs> weird shit to happen and you're not being around. Oh, before I go upstairs, I ask Zorka, is there anything upstairs we should be on the lookout for? Like traps or stuff we shouldn't disturb? The hut should be clean, but I don't know what Elvana did in here. So just be cautious for traps. Okay, then I'm going to detect traps again. Okay, and roll, go ahead and roll that beautiful dice footage. And I'm still detecting magic as we're going. Uh, that's a 20 on my trap finding perception. You do not notice any traps. Okay. So as you are in this room, and I'm assuming Abraxas and Pippa are together, and you going with them, Andromeda? Five iron thrones are arranged around a circular Ooh. map in a floor of a large room. Translucent three-dimensional images of cities and villages hover a few inches above their locations on the map. A large pile of bones and skulls roped together by sinew sit atop the center throne. Behind this throne is a column set against the wall form a semicircular alcove filled with a swirling mass of white mist. 
What's interesting about this room is, once again, the whole room glows with magic there, Andromeda. But as you guys look at the map, you realize it is a map of Irisin, and you can even see the cities. And if you look really closely, you see little black dots that you realize are individuals walking around. Praxis, you realize, you put together that this is the war room that was used to invade Irisin way back in 1500 years ago. Andromeda, with your detect magic, you realize that this is also a scrying center. So you can actually use this kind of like a uh, crystal ball, the the magical crystal ball to scry on people in ears. Does it work like an iPad where we can use our fingers to (laughs) zoom in and swipe to move it? (laughs) No, it does not. It's not that efficient, unfortunately. You can zoom into like towns, but you can't get much farther. Like you can't see individuals, but you can use it to scry on people and see what they're doing. I do want to see what is going going on with those bones. Like, does the mist detect some other kind of magic, you know, after a certain amount of time? As you are all looking at this map, you start to hear a rattle. And then you see the bones start to come together in a horrified group of sinew just pulling tighter and tighter until it forms into a large humanoid construct. Grandpa? <laughs> The Fantastic Worlds podcast oh. is a fantastic pause production. Andromeda, we hope go you talk enjoyed to the it. show. If you can't get That's enough, not your grandpa. And don't want to join the FW community, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pods, checking out how oh. strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or chatting in with us at Discord. I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby. You can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. You can reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. I'm at Hank the Clank. You're at, I'm at, you're at my own grandpa. <laughs> I'm at my own grandpa, I guess. <laughs> that song's been playing grandpa. in my head the whole time I'm since that's it. My own grandpa. <laughs> From, <laughs> theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you to everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, do us a favor and spread the words to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. We've had a lot of darkness in this forest, so it was nice to add a moment of levity to it, too. Levity within dark dark yeah. circumstances. I yep. have my grandma's Cause head. Because, man, <laughs> we're doing, you're holding your grandma's head. Uh, Abraxas ate a witch alive. It's extremely We all funny. co-signed that and you because croc-eyes. she's terrible. <laughs> and I have crocodile eyes because I made a deal with the devil earlier. I love so this being is going able great. to turn grandma's head to face people and yep. be like, hey... <laughs> That was a hilarious touch. <laughs> <laughs>